It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Love this track. Just one game of the NHL tonight. It's in the final minute of the second period. Chicago leading Philadelphia 2-1. Tomorrow, of course, Oilers at Penguins. 3.30 face-off show here on 6.30. Ched, the game will start at 5. It's the final home game of the regular season for the Oilers. They host San Jose Thursday. They host the, uh, the Canucks on Friday. And then the playoffs start Monday. We don't know for sure when the Oilers' first game will gonna is going to be likely Monday or Tuesday. I know Game Seven for the Oil Kings against Lethbridge is scheduled for Tuesday night. Uh, I would venture to say that that game will not likely be needed because the Oil Kings uh, heavily favored to beat Lethbridge long before the series reaches seven. So I'm not sure if the Oilers will say, "Well, we got the rink available on uh, Monday," or if by the time the NHL playoff schedule is done, that series might be over. So the Oilers could say, well, we also got the rink on uh, on Tuesday. TV, of course, is going to have a say. There will be three Canadian teams in the playoffs. The Calgary Flames are in. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in. So I, I suppose another storyline to watch for in terms of the Canadian coverage is uh, will the doubleheader be the Leafs in the early game and the Flames in the late game, or will it be the... Uh, the uh, Leafs in the early game and the Oilers in the late game, or, uh, you know, could the Oilers play on uh, the night where they, they're the only Canadian team playing? That would probably be better for the start times because then I'd guess we'd get the uh, traditional 7 o'clock home game start times here in Edmonton. I wonder if you would, they, they would even push it up to uh, 6 o'clock to get it on at 8 Eastern. But if, if it's a doubleheader with Toronto, we're going to be starting games at 8, 8.30, maybe even 8.45. Anyway, just some things to consider. The Raptors up 63-54 with 5.41 left in the third quarter. That is game five of their series against Philadelphia. This one in Philly. The 76ers lead it three games to one, but right now not uh, looking great. to win that series. So maybe the, uh, the Raptors are going to take it home. And we have the Blue Jays beating the Red Sox tonight, 6-2 the final. The Blue Jays winning it with four runs in the bottom of the eighth. Oilers practice today in Pittsburgh. Chris Russell is your Masterton nominee for perseverance, dedication, and sportsmanship. I think well-deserved for Chris Russell, who earlier this season became the NHL's career leader in blocked shots. 
and also played his 900th game and a little bit of an offensive burst here for Russell held off the score sheet yesterday did have a good really good chance cutting in from the blue line and a backhand on a backhand against the Columbus Blue Jackets but he had four points in the uh, previous three games Oilers uh, not good enough yes uh, last uh, when was that game it was in the afternoon against Columbus I don't think they had quite the energy or detail that they had in the over the course of their four game winning streak um, I thought Merzlikens made a couple of big saves at the right time. And the Oilers took that uh, too many men penalty uh, that I don't think we really got the full view of it on the TV replay. I think there was another Oilers player that, that jumped on the ice late there. So uh, not quite good enough from the Oilers yesterday. So they'll try to bounce back against the Penguins coming up tomorrow night. Kellen, do we have uh, our guest yet or are we still figuring out how to connect here? We are still uh, working on it here. Okay, well, hopefully we get them be, uh, before we sign off. Let's get to, if you have the miracle speech queued up. I can in a second. One moment here. Okay, perfect. So it's uh, the reason we're talking about this, if you missed this earlier, it's Al Pacino's 82nd birthday. So we played a portion of his speech from any given Sunday. And we've been touching on a few great inspirational speeches from sports movies. Uh, we had the Hoosier speech. Somebody said they liked some from Happy Gilmore. We had the Caddyshack one. I'm sure, pro, maybe somebody did mention this and we missed it, but I think this one from the movie Miracle, delivered by Kurt Russell playing Herb Brooks. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them 10 times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them and we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. You were born to be hockey players. Every one of you. meant to be here tonight. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Yeah, that's I love that one. I, I love that. If we play them ten times, they might beat us nine, but not this game. Not today. That That is a, a great speech. And, you know, any given Sunday, a, a fictional movie. But uh, 
that's obviously based on the true story of the incredible United States hockey gold medal in 1980, in which they beat the Soviet Union, as the team was known at the time. And you remember for that, or maybe you don't remember, that it was that was not the gold medal game. There was actually not a specific gold medal game in the Olympics. They didn't introduce that until 1992. They had two pools and then the top two or three teams, depending on the year, I think it was just the top two teams from each pool advanced to a medal round where you still played the teams that you hadn't played. And then they did the standings based on that. So the United States had to beat the Soviet Union and then beat Finland as well to, uh, to win the gold medal, though beating the Soviet Union was a, a big deal for a lot of reasons at that time, the political climate included. Uh, and then they beat the Finns to actually win the gold medal on home ice in uh, Lake Placid. So that was uh, that was a fun little diversion. Some of your uh, favorite inspirational sports movie speeches on the show. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tonight, we will call a quick timeout. It's 742. It's Inside Sports on Chet. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight, uh, 630 Chet, the play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Oilers and once again for the Edmonton Elks as we continue that relationship and uh, we got an Elks preseason game in Winnipeg on May 27th June 3rd the Elks will host Calgary in a preseason contest and I'm hearing uh, that the Elks are looking at doing something big and kind of special for that preseason game keep an eye out for this in the uh, days and weeks to come Uh, potentially a uh, a you know, relatively inexpensive ticket to the preseason game with all net proceeds going to support charity. So uh, I believe we will have details for that as we move along, but that's uh, all I can pass along at the moment. So Chris Jones, the coach and GM of the Elks uh, spoke earlier today, and uh, he had a a bit of a humorous story about our our guest. We're going to get to in a minute here, James Wilder Jr. So Jones visited Wilder Jr. at his hotel uh, in Florida prior to CFL free agency in February. This is the kind of guy he is. The gate was locked. I'm sitting inside next to the pool. The gate somehow was locked. So he jumps over the gate, jogs over, sits down, and says, hey, coach, uh, you know, I can play defense too. And so <laughs> with that, you know, he's got that kind of, you know, mentality. Uh he, he really he's going to be an outstanding part of our football team. And like I say, I think now that he's gotten a little bit older, he's, he's matured a little bit, and, he's, and he knows the importance of, of being a part and pulling the community in with him. And uh, I've been nothing but impressed. He's, he's been like a, a recruiting coordinator for us in the state of Florida. He's been, uh, he's been calling me, you know, about once a week on a play, this player and this player and this player. All right, so that is uh, Chris Jones. So we bring James Wilder Jr. onto the show now, James. And I know you got something exciting coming up here in Edmonton, which we want to talk about. Uh, what's what's your version of that story? Jumping over the fence and talking to Jones. <laughs> what, what, how did that play out? <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it is true. Um, we I walked up, um, I walked up to him, you know, to meet him for the first time, and the pool door was locked. It was early, so I don't think the pool was open yet. The pool door was locked. 
I honestly just didn't really feel like walking all the way around, so I just, <laughs> I just hopped the fence. And he's like, oh, easy, easy. And I said, hey, Coach, man, listen, I'm like, I've, I've been hopping fences for a long time. I'm athletic, and that's how I started off. You know, I'm athletic. You know, I could play offense and defense for you. And it, it, started, it started off from there. And he was just like, um, you know, don't tell me that. You know, I'm, I'm known for, you know, I, I can get people in some other positions and let them thrive. And we kind of just clicked, man. He, he's a guy who loves the heck out of football, and I love the heck out of football. And it's really a perfect match. Like, I never had. I never like I, like you said we we talk like once or twice a week. I haven't had that relationship. And well, he's the head coach too, so it's a little different. But I never had that relationship with um, a GM, you know, before. Not you know that talking that much. And we're talking football. We're trying to recruit. We're trying to do things to make the team better. Jones is trying to figure out things to you know help the community. What, what would entice the community? Um, all the team season ticket holders. Everything like he's all in and and it got me excited. It got me ready to go with football. You know how it is when when you're far away from June and you start to get close. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're we're chopping it up and when we have our calls, we're not talking little ten minute phone calls either. These are forty five hour hour <clears throat> phone calls. So uh, we clicked and man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't mention switching to defense to Jones. Like he'll do it, man. Like they, <laughs> we, we need a we need a running back. So. He was telling me, um, A.C. Leonard, he was like, man, I did it with A.C. Leonard. I did it with Deron. And he's like, you know what really, I think what really got his attention on it, honestly. He's like, you know, I had um, A.C. Leonard before, and he was the number he was the number two DN in the nation, or he was the number two defensive player in the nation. And I was just, you know, just picking at him a little bit. And I said, yeah, man, I remember A.C. Leonard. I was like, he was number two because I was number one, man. I really could play some defense. <laughs> And we got to get right. a little laugh, a good little chuckle out of it. So he uh, he started to fill up on me a little bit. He was like, you got the size, you got the arm width. I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay, James. Uh, look, we're having fun. We're having a positive interview. But I do want to ask you about one play from last year because you guys had a tough season. Uh, and, I, and I never got to speak to you about it. You, you got angry in a game against Hamilton. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, is that was that just frustration boiled over? Is that yeah. sort of behind you now? Yeah, man. I mean, the first thing, I mean, I, I never try to do the whole, you know, political thing, but man, the first thing I did was just apologize to my team, uh, coaches, and then just tried to hop on, you know, social media and just apologize to, you know, the fans. Um, just overbowling. You never want to be at that point as a player, especially somebody who's a team captain. Um, I didn't reach out to the opposing player or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I apologize. It's something just stressful. Stressful season coming up on the end of the season. And um, I took a, a low ankle hit that took me out for the rest of the season. And I felt it go. And I felt like there was some uh, suspicious plays going on that game. And I just – it's just unexcusable. It's inexcusable. And I, I just um, – like you said, it, was just, it hit my tilting point And uh, I, I should have handled it better. Okay, fair enough. Thanks for thanks for speaking to that. On uh, looking oh, forward sure. now, tell tell us about and I, I saw this on your Twitter account and I'll let you kind of take it from here. Uh, and I, I love how you you know you 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 use your last name. You have fun with it. The Get Wilder yeah. Football Clinic Camp. Give us the lowdown. Oh man, the Get Wilder Clinic Football Camp is going on May seventh. Is going at ten a.m. to two p.m. This event here. It's going to be one of the best events that Edmonton has. We're going to have um, a Hall of Fame legend Edmonton player there in the building. I'm not going to give that who that is. Um, we're going to have some players there. Um, 
10 players there. We're going to have 10 stations there. You're going to be able to learn to do every position. You're going to be taught by a pro player. Of course, you're, we're going to have a photo station there, so everybody, everybody will be able to take a picture with every single player, and that will be signed by every single player. A DJ will be there, of course. We're going to have food and drinks there, of course. We're going to have a, um, a Q&A session with all of the players, so you're going to really get the experience to meet the players. And then after all of that, we take you down to eat with us inside of the stadium, and we take you touring in the locker room. So we just try to give that full experience um, to a lot of these kids and to a lot of the people that, just been missing it out. You know, last year they didn't have the, the chance to do any of this, you know. And this is, I mean, this is something I love doing with the community. And um, we didn't get a chance to do it with the COVID canceling pretty much everything. So I think it'll be pretty fun to get these kids out here getting with the pros again, not just that, being able to learn the great history uh, behind the organization once they come into the locker room and, and, you know, see what it takes to be to be a pro for a lot of these players that look up to us. Okay, that's awesome. And it's on your Twitter account I am underscore Wilder32, and I just retweeted as well my account at Reed oh, Wilkins so people could get more information there. And you're teasing us. There is a, a, a Canadian Football Hall of Famer who played for yep. the double E going to be there. Okay. Ooh, you, you, yeah, you guys, you guys are going to love it. Hey, I can't even tell you, baby, so don't even try to text okay. me afterwards. <laughs> 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 James Wilder Jr. bringing the suspense on Inside Sports. All right. Well, that, so when you when you work with the next uh, generation of player, what are the the things you try to get across? I mean, they may not all have the the, the natural ability that that uh, not that you didn't work hard, but I mean, I think there's a certain a bit of uh, God given physical talent that helps people on their way as as well. What what do you try to get across to to kids when they're learning the game or or trying to build up in the game? Well, I just think the principles and just just once you learn with football, I think you can learn a lot about life. So I always just try to use analogies um, with a situation in football and a situation of life that can come on, come into hand to a 10-year, for between like a 7-year-old up to a teen. And I just try to use those examples to maybe a work-hard example. Or maybe you see me post something the other day of my daughter falling off the treadmill. You know, it's just, and it's just, just anything that, shows you to, to keep going, to keep having fun. Because at the end of the day, football, at the end of the day, is, is forced to have fun. You know, it's, it's forced to be able to get away, build a brotherhood, sisterhood as well, and have fun. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I'm sorry, I left this out. And by the way, this isn't just an all-boys camp, too. Uh, I have a few girls that's actually already signed up, but this is for girls as well. I always push girls to uh, play football all the time because, you know, me just coming from a football family, my sister played professional football, Courtney Wilder, so... Um, you know, I always push girls to, and women to play football as well because, I mean, they're killing it. <laughs> they can kill it just as, just as much or, or more. So um, I wanted to definitely put that back out there. But the, what I try to push is just to have these kids having fun, understanding the game, to get out and get their exercise, to understand friendship, to understand teamwork, to understand brotherhood, to understand leadership. I just try to get all these things out and tied into how they could use these same analogies in school, these same characteristics in school or in the outside world, honestly. And then on top of that, you get to learn from a pro. We give them a little secret, little sauce of any little thing that can maybe help take their game over the edge. And you get that at every position. So these kids should be able to come out having a lot more fun. And um, I always say wilder equals better. So they come out here and get wilder, get better.
All right, looking forward to that next week already. So, yeah, check out the uh, all the info on uh, your Twitter account or my Twitter account, and then you get right into training camp, James. So looking forward to having you back in green and gold, man. Thanks for checking in. Man, most definitely. Thanks for having me, man. And of course, you guys already know. Go Elks. There we go. Elks running back, James Wilder Jr., ready for his clinic and ready for the upcoming season. Raptors lead the Sixers 77-68, a minute and a half into the fourth quarter. They got a win to stay alive. I told you the Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 6-2. Hockey tonight, just one game. Chicago up 2-1 in Philly. That is early in the third. Tomorrow, Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2. Face-off show at 3.30. Game at 5 here on Ched. Oilers at Penguins. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.